Ramblings from reading. Learning is certainly an art form in its own right. It is something that teachers and learners alike are persistently attempting to master, meaning it both demands our attention and is one we simply can't ignore. Consequently, we find ourselves forever unpicking the intricacies and analysing the complexities as we try to uncover how best to assist our little learners with their large learning journeys. Thanks to research, Twitter and a general interest within the profession, we're beginning to become experts in the principles of cognitive load theory and our teacher toolkits are becoming equipped with a variety of methods to tackle and defeat this. However, I think our focus on cognitive load theory has assisted us at times to direct our attention to only half of the learning process. With phrases such as knowledge rich buzzing about, it's become easy to fixate our attention on what information we are filling our students' brains with and how this is successfully achieved. Our determination to crack this has perhaps caused us to neglect the other half of the learning process, the what information are we getting back from our children's brains too. As with many other educational challenges, there is not a one-way ticket to our solution. When thinking about learning, there are an abundance of strategies we can investigate and trial out. However, it is important to remember that as acknowledged by Bajork and Bajork, certain strategies tend to muddy the success of our learning journeys initially. These are ones we are tempted to ditch at the first hurdle because time is just simply so precious. Nonetheless, Bajork and Bajork do go on to explain that although this may be the case in the dawn of these strategies, that despite some teething problems and difficulties in mastering them in the short term, these solutions have the prospect of leading to better learning in the long term. They coined these strategies as desirable difficulties. This is because, despite some road bumps along the way, when stayed loyal to and invested in both correctly and carefully, such strategies do tend to enhance the process of learning, making it effective and efficient. There are several of these desirable difficulties I could explore, but one in particular interests me most. Retrieval practice. This desirable difficulty enables us to focus on how we evoke knowledge children have learned away from the point of teaching. It attempts to combat the forgetting curve and shifts our thoughts away from believing that we should only worry about getting back information from our children's brains when it comes to testing and assessment. Guilty as charged. Retrieval practice is certainly not an assessment tool. Retrieval practice is a learning strategy that lures out learning. It can strengthen our memory as every time we call upon new knowledge, connections are created. When thinking about retrieval practice, we begin to stop simply cramming our children's brains with content and make time to take stock and reflect on what they have remembered. It is a practice that requires mental determination and is both effortful and challenging. When we retrieve, we both practice and apply what we have learned. This is where the difficulty lies. The more difficult the retrieval, the better it is for our long-term learning. It can be overwhelming and frustrating, as not forgetting learning is invisible and the quantity that children remember will never be the same in two children. There will be disparities. There will be feelings of disheartenment when our memory fails us. Retrieval practice kindly reminds us that learning something new is an exhausting commitment. We need to think of it more than just memorization, but also application. We must not forget that we are in control of directing how children both retrieve and reply their knowledge. There are lots to be considered here and it begins with us asking ourselves this. How can retrieval practice be used to create classrooms that are desirable environments for learning? Here are some thoughts. Retrieval practice approaches most commonly take place in the form of quizzing, but it is not limited or certainly restricted to these. Any learning experience that makes our children retrieve knowledge will successfully meet the criteria. 
close activities where pupils have to insert the correct words into gaps in a piece of text or diagram is another fabulous form of retrieval practice. Not forgetting mind maps and how much learning can be unlocked and retrieved when creating these from memory about a recently studied topic. I think a more current and fashionable name for these is now a brain dump. We can even deploy this strategy as part of our children's collaborative learning, particularly through partner talk. Ask your children to explain a concept to a friend and see what knowledge they unearth. Like everything else, we must not forget to scaffold and adapt our practice for our children. I know for younger children, partially completed mind maps are often better options to give their cogs the old nudge. Whatever you decide to deploy as part of your retrieval practice, it must be regular and low stakes. It must be motivating for teachers and children alike. When successful, it can become a lens for understanding and gaining awareness for what our children know and don't know, or metacognition if you're feeling fancy. As children become more self-aware learners, it draws their attention to this too. We begin to notice what we don't know, and rather than revising knowledge we already have, it allows us to make better use of our time. It draws our fine-tuned teacher senses to this, meaning we can do what we do best, adjust our lessons and adapt the learning to meet the needs of our pupils. And although retrieval practice is absolutely not an assessment tool, feedback plays a crucial part of it in the process. So to summarise, in my opinion, there are three reasons to get your children to practice retrieval, to help their thinking and application skills, to enhance how they organise their knowledge and to assist the transfer of knowledge to new concepts. I hope I have proven why retrieval practice is most definitely desirable. I guess the difficulty will be unique depending on the deployment in your classroom. As with most experimental ideas, it will depend on the direction of travel your children take this strategy on when in motion.